What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports, and back to you guys with another episode of JT Sports Live, episode two. And on this episode of JT Sports Live, we're going to be talking about Russell Wilson and the current situation that he's dealing with the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to be talking about the state of the franchise for several franchises this afternoon. We're going to be talking about the state of the franchise for the Tennessee Titans, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, before I get into it, if you guys haven't already, make sure that you guys go ahead, hit that like button, and subscribe to the channel, upload NFL videos, and college football videos daily. Also, make sure that you guys go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast. The JT Sports Podcast is available on all podcasts and platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go ahead and listen to your podcast from, make sure to go ahead and check out well, check out the JT Sports Podcast. This episode of JT Sports Live will be available on all podcasts and platforms soon as this is over with. So make sure you guys go ahead and do so. Also make sure to follow me on my social media platforms. My Instagram and Twitter is both JT Sports underscore. Make sure to check out those for extra content and bonus content. And also you can stay updated with everything that's going on with the channel there. So Let's get into it. So the first thing we have to talk about is Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson, reportedly a couple of days ago, there was a report that came out saying that Russell Wilson's camp was unhappy with the offensive line performance as of the recent couple of seasons from the Seattle Seahawks. They also didn't like the fact that Russell Wilson was getting hit and getting sacked so many times. So now it's came out publicly and it has been publicly announced that Russell Wilson is unhappy with the Seattle Seahawks offensive line and he wants the offensive line to improve. He also would like to have a little bit more say in personnel decisions when it comes to who the Seattle Seahawks sign and the roster decisions that they make. So here's my opinion on this matter. So when you look at Russell Wilson, without a doubt, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, either second or the third best quarterback in the NFL, depending on you who you ask. And I do think that he has a point that the quarterback should be more involved and have a little bit more say in who the team decides to bring in. And not just a quarterback. I, th- I think that if you are a star player on your team, regardless of what position you play, if you play off the tackle, if you play corner, if you play, you know, safety or quarterback or running back, if you are the franchise player, you should have a say in what the team does. Like, for example, if you are Saquon Barkley, you should have a say in terms of who the New York Giants bring in or who the New York Giants should hire to be their next head coach because you are the franchise player. And sometimes the players' opinions may be a little bit better than the guys and the suits and ties who end up making the decision. So if you're Russell Wilson, I can understand wanting to have a little bit more say-so in personnel decisions. Now, when it comes to the off the line for the Seattle Seahawks okay I understand that Seattle's offense is not good well they're off the line is not good but if you're Russell Wilson here's where my problem lies if you're going to call out your offensive line and you're going to call out the organization okay what are you going to do to solve the problem because I was arguing with a couple of Seattle Seahawks fans also I was going back and forth on Twitter with my guy Juice Alert make sure to go ahead and check out the Juice Alert podcast as well if you haven't but me and Juice were going back and forth and he said that he agrees with Russell Wilson 
Seattle does need to improve the offensive line. Me and him both agree with that. But where I disagreed with Juice Alert was the fact that he says that it is the franchise problem and the front office problem to solve the offensive line problem is not Russell Wilson. And now I was telling him, I said, listen, if Russell Wilson has a problem with the offensive line, then how about he do something about like taking a pay cut? Because guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and other quarterbacks in the past have taken pay cuts to help out their team and then improve the situation that they're in. But meanwhile, you have Russell Wilson who is doing nothing but complaining about it. And yet, what is complaining going to do? Because if you're Seattle, okay. You understand that the offensive line needs to improve. You have tried to address the offensive line over the last couple of years, but it simply hasn't been enough. So if you're Seattle, you need to go ahead and make a blockbuster trade for maybe a guy like Orlando Brown who has requested a trade out of Baltimore because he does want to play right tackle. He wants to play left tackle. So if you're Seattle, you have to go ahead and try to make that trade. But do you have enough salary cap or enough cap space to do so? That's where Russell Wilson comes in. If Russell Wilson really is so committed to winning, he should take a pay cut. Now, my guy Juicler and a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans disagree with that statement that Russell Wilson should take a pay cut because they say, listen, JT, Russell Wilson shouldn't have to take a pay cut. That's not, you know, his responsibility. That is the organization's responsibility to build the best team around Russell Wilson. And I understand that. But if you're Russell Wilson and you really want to win and you want to help this team out, then you have to try to do, you know, the best that you can to improve your own situation because when you look at what Tom Brady has done winning seven Super Bowls he made sacrifices he was one of the more underpaid quarterbacks in NFL history Tom Brady did what he had to do to make sure that he was able to compete no success comes without sacrifice to be successful in life you have to make or sacrifice you have to sacrifice either your time your money or something that you love to do to be successful so if you're russell wilson if you want to have more success in seattle and you want to try to win another super bowl in seattle and improve off the line you need to restructure your contract restructure your salary and give the seattle seahawks front office more capital to work with when it comes to improving the offensive line and russell wilson's cap hit this year in 2021, let alone, is $32 million. It is $37 million in 2022 and $39 million in 2023. He has a big cap hit. So if you were to divide Russell Wilson's cap hit, it would be equal to three above average off the linemen in the NFL. So if Russell Wilson really wants to improve his situation and improve the off the line for Seattle, his best interest, it would be to take a pay cut. Now, Russell Wilson is making $9 million a year in endorsements. He also has some contract incentives as well, such as winning Officer Player of the Year, throwing for a certain amount of touchdowns, yards, and completion per- com- percentage. So for Russell Wilson, he has weighed enough money to make sure financially stable and to help Seattle improve the offensive line. Now, Seattle did... Last offseason went ahead and made a trade for Jamal Adams, which a lot of people kind of disagree with the decision to trade for Jamal Adams. They were like, why don't you trade for Jamal Adams when you need to improve the offensive line? But the defense was also a problem as well. You can't say, oh, Jamal Adams was, you know, a useless trade because Jamal Adams did help the Seattle Seahawks defense win a couple of big games. So for the Seattle Seahawks, them and Russell Wilson both have to make a compromise. Somebody has to compromise something. For Seattle, they need to maybe give Russell Wilson a little bit more say in personnel decisions. And for Russell Wilson, 
he needs to, you know, maybe restructure his contract so he can better help Seattle improve the offensive line. I feel like he goes both ways because teams that win Super Bowls, the majority of times, don't have the highest paid quarterbacks on their roster. As a matter of fact, teams that have the most success in the playoffs as of recent tend to not have, you know, some of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So if Russell Wilson really wants to win and he really wants to help Seattle improve the offensive line, I think that he should take a little bit of a pay cut to give Seattle a little bit more leeway when it comes to being able to bring in, you know, high-level offensive linemen, especially when you look at the offensive tackle position because offensive tackle is probably one of the more premier premier and hard-to-find positions in the NFL. So I think that it would be in Russell Wilson's best interest if he really wants to help the team out to maybe take a little bit of a pay cut to help out Seattle. Now, while we're on the topic of the Seattle Seahawks, let's talk about the state of the franchise for the Seattle Seahawks. So, the Seattle Seahawks finished this past season with a 12-4 record. They won the NFC West division, and they ended up going one and done in the playoffs. They lost to the LA Rams 30-20 in the wildcard round. And for the Seattle Seahawks, I feel like this franchise is kind of at a, you know, stagnant point. They're not going down, but they're not going up neither. They're like, okay, here's level of expectation for Seattle, and here's where Seattle is as a franchise. I mean, they're there, they're meeting expectations, but they're not, you know, making it to the Super Bowl. They're not even making it to the NFC Conference Championship game. Seattle, in my opinion, year in and year out, before the season begins, in the offseason, is one of the most overrated teams year in and year out because everybody says that Seattle is a Super Bowl contender every year because they have Russell Wilson. Just because you have a great quarterback doesn't mean you know you should be a lock-in or you should be a favorite every year to win the Super Bowl because as we know time in and time out that I preach on this channel Winning a Super Bowl comes down to more than just having a great quarterback. As a matter of fact, there has been several instances throughout NFL history where average to, you know, slightly above average quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. So you don't have to have elite quarterback to win games and to win championships in the NFL. So when you think about the Seattle Seahawks, I feel like Seattle needs to improve the off the line but they also need to improve you know the pass rush because the pass rush for Seattle wasn't all that great this year now you did bring in Carlos Dunlap who did give you a much needed bonus and a much needed lift when it came to the pass rush but one guy can't do it himself for Seattle they need to improve their pass rush and they need to improve the off the line now I'm not going to spend a lot of time Talking about how Seattle needs to improve the offensive line. Like, the offensive line for Seattle has been an issue for the last couple of years now. And if Seattle is going to make a deep run in the playoffs, they're going to have to be able to get better up front on the line of scrimmage. Because when you look at the teams that have the most success in the playoffs... They most of the time are really good up front. And I preach this time in and time out, and I'm going to preach it again. Football is won and lost in the trenches it's not one and loss when it comes to who's your wide receiver or who your running back is or who your corners with if you can't win up front you can't win look at this past year Super Bowl. look at Super Bowl 55 Kansas City lost that game because they got dominated up front by Tampa Bay's defensive line Tampa Bay dominated the line of scrimmage on both ends of the football so if you can't win on the line of scrimmage you're not going to have a lot of success in the playoffs so if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan 
if you were to give somebody a reason and say, hey, why will the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl next year? It can't be, oh, because we have Russell Wilson. That can't be your answer, okay? When you talk about a team and the only thing you can say is, oh, we have this great quarterback and nothing else, that means that you're not a really all that well-constructed franchise because good franchises that win Super Bowls most of the time, the first thing that comes to mind is how good the team is, how good they are up front, not just how good the quarterback is. So when you look at the Seattle Seahawks, okay, this is one of the best franchises in the NFL, but this is a franchise that hasn't really made all that much noise over the last couple of years. This is a team that gets so much hype in the offseason and going into the preseason, and then they end up going to the playoffs, and then they end up, you know, going one and done. So for Seattle to take that next step, they have to be able to improve in the trenches. Now, another thing that is interesting to monitor is that the Seattle Seahawks are going to have a new offensive coordinator. They got rid of offensive coordinator Brian shutting higher excuse me this offseason they chose to part ways due to a philosophical uh philosophical um difference in the offense so they bring in this new offensive coordinator offensive coordinator shane weldon who was the passing game coordinator for the los angeles rams and i want to see what new dynamic is he going to bring to the seahawks offense because the seattle seahawks offense last year and i said this a lot of times was not all that efficient the Seattle Seahawks had a big play offense. This was an offense that was dedicated on big plays. It was either big play or bust. Seattle was not good on third down, and they weren't really efficient. Now, that does go to not having a great offensive line, but in the end of the day, I mean, you can't just be a one-trick pony on offense. You have to be methodical, and you have to be efficient. You also have to mix in the big plays as well. Seattle was just known as a big play offense. They either have a big play to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, but other than that, they weren't efficient. So for Pete Carroll, this all this year, this season, or the upcoming season, from new offensive coordinator Shane Weldon, you're looking for a little bit more efficiency on offense, and you also want to be a lot better on third down as well. Now, Seattle's run game is still pretty good. Now, the big complaint that a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans had uh seasons back after they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl after that was the fact that they didn't really have all that much of a run game well the run game for Seattle over the last two years has been there so really it just all comes down to being more efficient and being more methodical on offense being able to be more than just a big play offense there's nothing wrong being a big play offense but you also have to be efficient on third down and Seattle wasn't efficient on third down so for Seattle, if you are a Seattle Seahawks fan, okay, you're not disappointed with the state of the franchise for Seattle, but you're also not thrilled, okay, because Seattle, the expectation for the Seahawks year in and year out should be to win a Super Bowl. Going to the playoffs, winning the division is not enough because that is what is expected out of Seattle at this point. It's expected that you win the division. It's expected that you make it to the playoffs, okay? Like, you don't really get a lot of brownie points or you don't really get a cookie for winning your division and going to the playoffs every year because that's level of expectation. The level of expectation is to complete is to compete for a Super Bowl. And with Seattle not being able to do that over the last couple of years, they're failing to live up to expectations. So for the Seattle Seahawks, I understand that this fan base kind of has to be a little bit frustrated because like 
it feels like Seattle has, in my God Juice Alert's words, reached their ceiling or reached their peak. It looks like Seattle has peaked under head coach Pete Carroll. And for Seattle, I mean, you have Russell Wilson. You have one of the best quarterbacks of this decade, of this generation. He should have at least two, three Super Bowls. But you have to do a better job constructing this team up front on both sides of the football. That is what's killing Seattle. Corner isn't killing Seattle, even though Shaquille Griffin has kind of, you know, been, you know, up and down at times. But the secondary isn't bad. Okay, the secondary could be better, but it's not all that bad. So if you improve the defensive line and you get better when it comes to being able to get pressure on the quarterback, you're going to help out that secondary. And also, you have to be able to help out the offensive line as well. And another thing for Seattle is the fact that you're in a really competitive division. This is probably the most toughest division in the NFL. It's either the NFC West or the AFC North. Either one. The NFC West is not a cakewalk anymore. Okay, you got the 49ers who are going to be fully healthy next year. You're going to have Arizona who is a borderline playoff team. You're going to have the LA Rams with Matthew Stafford, that quarterback now. So for Seattle, this is going to be a really tough division. And for the Seattle Seahawks, if you are a Seahawks fan, okay, this team is a Super Bowl caliber football team. But the talent isn't really all that there yet. As a matter of fact, you could make the argument and say that the Seattle Seahawks are not even the most talented team in this division. I would argue and say that the 49ers and the Rams are both more talented than Seattle. The only difference is the fact that Seattle has the best quarterback in the division. The Rams had Jared Goff and the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo, which both of those quarterbacks were average to above average at best. Well, now... You have the Rams who now have an above-average quarterback that is going to be able to elevate the Rams franchise. So for Seattle, I mean, you're there. I'm not saying you're not Super Bowl contenders, but I'm just saying that Super, that the level of expectation for Seattle, the winning Super Bowl year in and year out, you know, hasn't been achieved. Okay, like I said earlier, you are expected to win your division you are expected to make it to the playoffs when is seattle going to go back to become a premier super bowl contender when they were in the conference championship game almost every single year when everybody thought that they were going to be the next big dynasty when is seattle going to return to the state that they were in the early mid 2010s when they had richard sherman cam chancellor when is that going to return has seattle Pete, are they never going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl again? Are they even going to make it to another Super Bowl? Are they even going to make it to another conference championship game? That's what I want to know. So, the next team that we got to talk about are the San Francisco 49ers. So, the state of the franchise for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, they had a really tough season in 2020. They went 6-10. and 10, They were in the playoff hunt for a good portion of the season, but they couldn't make it in the end because injuries just took too much of a toll on them. Now, how good is how good are the 49ers going to be this year in the NFC West? Where do you rank? And I'm asking you guys this because I want to know you guys' thoughts, but where do you rank the 49ers 
in the NFC West division? Do you think that they are the best team in the division, the second best team, the third best team, or the worst team in the NFC West? Because I want to know. Because me personally, I think that the 49ers are either the first or the second best team in this division. When they are fully healthy, this is one of the more complete rosters in the NFL. Now, the biggest question heading into this offseason for San Francisco is how are you going to approach losing defensive coordinator Robert Sala? What is going to be the impact of losing Robert Sala as he took the head coaching job with the New York Jets? How is the defense going to look? On top of that, you have to improve the cornerback position. You have pretty much all the cornerbacks on your team mostly who are upcoming free agents. Now, Richard Sherman is going to be a free agent. It is expected that the 49ers are not going to retain him. Emmanuel Mosley is a restricted free agent. And Jason Verrett is also going to hit the free agent market as well. So for the 49ers, how's your defense going to look? And how are you going to improve the cornerback position? Now, for the offensive side of the football, okay, the offensive line is still really good, even though Trent Brown or Trent Williams, excuse me, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to be retained by the 49ers? Are they going to give him the franchise tag? Or maybe they could trade for Orlando Brown and get younger. But for the 49ers, the biggest question on offense is Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the starting quarterback week one for the 49ers when the 2021 NFL season kicks off? Because as of right now, you can say that the 49ers are either the first or the second best team in this division. But they do have the worst quarterback in the division. This is a division that has Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. Really good quarterbacks. And the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Jimmy Garoppolo enough to help the 49ers not only win this division, but continue to compete for Super Bowls when they are really healthy? Now, Jimmy Garoppolo got the 49ers to the Super Bowl a couple of years back when they lost. Well, not a couple of years back, but in the previous Super Bowl when they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Patrick Mahomes showed everybody why he was the best quarterback in the NFL, and Jimmy Garoppolo showed everybody why he is considered above-average-to-average quarterback. So for the 49ers, I mean, does Kyle Shanahan feel like there is kind of a little bit of desperation there to try to catch up to where the Seahawks, the 49ers need to be? Because what the 49ers need is to also be able to not only win games, but you also have to have a quarterback that can win those big games for you. And for Kyle Shanahan, does he feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to win those big games? Because you look at the Rams, they traded away Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray. And you have Jimmy Garoppolo. So despite the fact that you have a really good team, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to hold you back from being a contender? I feel like the 49ers are in the same situation that the LA Rams were in. Now, the LA Rams were in the same situation because you had Jared Goff. Now, we knew that Jared Goff was capable of leading a franchise to the Super Bowl. We saw that in the past because he took the Rams to the Super Bowl in 2018 when they lost to the New England Patriots. But then... He started to decline. He started to regress. For San Francisco, you're in that similar predicament. Because you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but you don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be enough 
to win you a Super Bowl. Sean McVay realized, and the Rams organization and front, off, front office realized that, hey, Jerry Goff is, you know, holding us back from winning a championship. And if you're a 49ers fan, you have to ask yourself, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to keep us from winning a championship? Because you saw what happened to the Los Angeles Rams. Jerry Goff, I feel like it's the sole reason why the Rams didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. And I understand that it is a team game. But just because this is a team game doesn't mean you can't have weak links on the team that holds you back. For all you guys that have played football and have played on good teams, everybody on a good team has some weak spots on the team or has a player or two that holds them back from reaching their potential. For Jimmy Garoppolo, could he be holding back the 49ers from winning a Super Bowl? We may not know until this season. So if you're the 49ers, are you going to give Jimmy Garoppolo another season to prove that he is the guy to lead your franchise to the Super Bowl? Or are you going to end up being like the LA Rams, having Jimmy Garoppolo hold back your franchise? That's the question. It's just a matter of, do you still believe in Jimmy G? Or do you feel like you're going in a different direction? Because I know there are a lot of 49ers fans who are going to say, JT, Jimmy Garoppolo just took us to a Super Bowl like a year ago. Why would we move on from you? Okay, that is a year ago. That's a year ago. Times are different. You have the worst quarterback in the division. You saw what happened to the Rams. Rams fans were saying the same thing. And look what happened. Are you going to, you know, wait for Jimmy Garoppolo to prove to you why you should move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? Or should you try to hop on it now and make a blockbuster trade to try to get a guy like Deshaun Watson or try to get an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you going to wait? Or are you going to act now? Because it's easy to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy now, but then you end up being in a situation like the LA Rams when Jimmy Garoppolo ends up playing average and holds you back. So for Shanahan it's just a my, and John Lynch, it's just a matter of are we going to have to wait another season to see if Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy now and maybe he proves us right? Or are we going to be proved wrong and Jimmy Garoppolo shows us why we need to move on from him? Because... I'm not really sold on the notion that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch keep pushing that Jimmy Garoppolo is their guy. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo was your guy, then you wouldn't have all of these trade speculations. And it has been confirmed that the 49ers were in the market or were in discussions for Matthew Stafford. If you believe that somebody is your guy, these rumors would not pop up. Okay, like if you know that you have your franchise quarterback, you wouldn't be having all of these rumors and all these reports talking about how you're looking to acquire Matthew Stafford in a trade. I'm just saying, Deshaun Watson is the franchise guy for Houston. And prior to this offseason, we didn't hear anything about Houston having any concerns about Deshaun Watson being their franchise quarterback. Same thing with Tennessee. We don't have any rumors or reports coming out that Tennessee is looking to upgrade from Ryan Tannehill. I'm just saying, if you really believe that somebody is your guy, you want to have all these rumors and reports coming out. And I do believe that there is truth to the fact that the 49ers want to upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I can understand why. And if you are a 49ers fan, you can understand why too, because you have the worst quarterback in the division. 
So do you want to get proved wrong that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't your guy? Or are you going to try to hop on it now and try to improve the quarterback situation before it's too late and Jimmy Garoppolo holds you back from winning a Super Bowl? That is the question at hand. So for the state of the franchise for the 49ers, I do expect this team to be one of the best teams in the NFC when they're fully healthy. But I don't know if they are going to make it to the Super Bowl because like I saw last year with the LA Rams, I believe the LA Rams were Super Bowl contenders, but they got held back by Jared Goff. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to hold back San Francisco like how Goff held back the, the Rams last year? That is going to be a really big question to watch heading into next season. So before I move into the last segment, if you haven't already, make sure that you follow me on my social media platforms, JT Sports underscore is my Instagram and Twitter. The link to those are both down in the description down below. Make sure to check those out. Also, make sure that you guys go ahead and give the JT Sports Podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All you guys got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, type in the JT Sports Podcast, and leave a five-star review. You also can listen to the audio version of this live stream on all podcasts and platforms. Wherever you go ahead and get your podcast from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. We have eight viewers in the live stream right now. Appreciate you guys for dropping by in. A lot of people feel like the 49ers should be a 10-win game. They are the second best team in the NFC West. I like your dress. I appreciate that, Aaron Gaming. So, the last topic of this episode of JT Sports Live is the state of the franchise for the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee finished this past year with a 11-5 record. They were AFC South Division champions. They were defeated by the Baltimore Ravens in the first round of the playoffs, losing to them. Now, for Tennessee, Tennessee has a Super Bowl window. A lot of people aren't talking about it. But Tennessee is at the point that they are a Super Bowl contender. Now, for Tennessee, they have proved that Smash Mouth football can still win games in the NFL. A lot of people think you got to have this great elite quarterback and you just have to have this star-studded offense to compete for Super Bowls, and that's not the case. It is relieving to see that Tennessee is able to build around their franchise player and Derrick Henry. You see, everybody thinks that you have to have a franchise quarterback to win. And that's not the case. You don't have to have a lead quarterback to win. You just have to have a certain philosophy. And you have to construct your team a certain way that you feel like gives you the best chance of winning. And that's what Tennessee has done. They have built around Derrick Henry. A lot of people think that the halfback position is extinct and that you don't have to have a great halfback to win, which is true to a degree. But if you can't construct the team the right way around, you know, your franchise halfback, like the Tennessee Titans have done with Derrick Henry, you can have success. And Smash Mouth football is not extinct. You saw how Tennessee ran the ball against Kansas City. Well, Excuse me, how Tampa Bay ran the ball in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. You have to be able to run the football successfully if you want to be able to win a Super Bowl. And for Tampa Bay, 
that was a large reason why they were able to upset the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Not only because Tom Brady had a really good performance, but also because they were able to run the ball with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. So for Tennessee, it is really relieving to see a team that still believes that having good halfback and smash mouth football is going to be able to win you games. Now, the downside is that they lost off to coordinator Arthur Smith to the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith took the Atlanta Falcons head coaching job. So I want to see what their new offensive coordinator is going to have in store. And is the philosophy of this offense going to change? Because this is a running football team. This is not a team that is built to win strictly on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. So the biggest concern for Tennessee is going to be this defense. Now, the defense really should not be a concern because when you look at this defense on paper, this is one of the most talented defenses in the NFL from a roster standpoint, okay? You have Harold Landry. You got Jeffrey Simmons, who should have been a Pro Bowler this year. Maybe you bring back Jadavion Clowney. But this defense really underachieved and underperformed this past season. I was expecting Tennessee to have a top 10 defense. They were not able to get pressure on the quarterback. They were not good getting off the field on third down. And to be honest with you, I don't really understand why. Because when I was looking at Tennessee coming in, they had one of the best pass rushing groups in the NFL. You also had a pretty good secondary. So I'm not understanding why Tennessee had the struggles they had on defense, especially when you look at Mike Vrabel, who is a defensive-minded coach. Now, you also have to look at the fact that this defense underachieved with the time that they did because of coaching. That's what it all comes down to because when you have a team that has this much talent on defense and they perform the way they did, it all comes down to coaching. So Mike Vrabel this offseason, he's going to have to sit down with his DC or whoever the defensive corner is and his defensive staff and look at some schematical changes that they have to make. Because there's no way that you can have a defense with this much talent perform the way they did last season. Now, you have Malcolm Butler. What's going to happen with him? You have Adoree Jackson. Adoree Jackson didn't really play all that well this year. As a matter of fact, I was really disappointed in Adoree Jackson's performance. But a way that you can help out your secondary is by having a great pass rush. And the pass rush wasn't there, which is why I'm not going to place all the blame on the secondary. Now, the next question for Tennessee is going to be, are you going to be able to keep wide receiver Corey Davis, who is expected to hit the free agent market. And he is expected to be one of the best wide receivers heading into free agency. A lot of teams could use a guy like Corey Davis. Now, Tennessee is in a division in the AFC South that pretty much only has two teams. Well, one team that you're really competing with, and that's Indianapolis. But Indianapolis, we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be looking like for them long term. But Tennessee still, in my opinion, is the best team in the AFC South. And I do feel like that they should win the AFC South next year. Unless Indianapolis is able to pull off a blockbuster trade for like a great quarterback like a Deshaun Washington or somebody like that. But I do feel like Tennessee is still the best team in the AFC South. For Tennessee, they should make it to the playoffs. But now Tennessee is trying to reach that next step, which the next step is making it to the Super Bowl. I feel like Tennessee, as a franchise, is where the Buffalo Bills were last offseason. 
Okay, they need one or two more key additions to this team to take this team to the next level. Last year for Buffalo, it was Stephon Diggs. For the Tennessee Titans, who is going to be that next key player that Tennessee can get this offseason that can make Tennessee a borderline Super Bowl team to a Super Bowl contender, a premier Super Bowl team? That is the question. Another question is going to be, you know, How's this defense going to look next year? Because I promise you, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, I don't think they're going to be down for too long. I really like the addition of Urban Meyer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it is risky. It is risky. But I do like the upside that comes with Urban Meyer being the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But at the end of the day, that's the future. We have to talk about the present. As of right now, this division is between two teams, the Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. So if you are a Titans fan, your franchise is in a good place right now. Okay, the Super Bowl or being a premier Super Bowl contender is within reach. Okay, the Super Bowl, your Super Bowl aspirations are right here. Where you are in terms of those Super Bowl aspirations... You're right here. You just need two or one more key player to get you here. And I think that's what Tennessee was hoping Jadavion Clowney could bring. Because Jadavion Clowney was supposed to be the guy who could really help this Tennessee Titans defense reach that next level. And unfortunately, it didn't really work out. On top of that, he got injured as well. And Tennessee's defense underperformed as a group entirely. So for the Titans... You're right there, okay? Like, you're not far off from being premier Super Bowl contenders, but you are one or two key pieces away from making it to the Super Bowl. But when I look at Tennessee, I look at a franchise that has went about things the right way, okay? You still have Ryan Tannehill, which a lot of people think that Tennessee needs to go ahead and find their quarterback of the future who is going to be able to replace Ryan Tannehill when he ends up retiring but you still have like three four years left of you know Ryan Tannehill producing at a really good level and when it comes to Ryan Tannehill I think you can make the argument that Ryan Tannehill is either a top 10 or uh outside looking in or the top 10 discussion in terms of top 10 quarterbacks it just depends on who you ask and how you rank your quarterbacks but I think Ryan Tannehill is good enough to get Tennessee to a Super Bowl he's also good enough to carry Tennessee if you need him to. Now, he's not a quarterback that's going to be able to carry you week in and week out. But he is a quarterback that can win you games from time to time. So, the state of the franchise for Tennessee is that at this point, you are in the same place the Bills were last offseason. You're trying to figure out who is going to be that next or those next two key players to take your franchise and elevate this franchise to being legit Super Bowl contenders year in and year out. So this is it for this episode of JT Sports Live. I appreciate you guys for stopping in. Make sure if you guys haven't already to make sure to hit that thumbs up button, like the stream, turn on notifications so you get uploaded or you get updated every time I upload a new video. Also make sure to check out the JT Sports Podcast. If you guys have came in late and you guys want to listen to the audio version of the JT Sports Podcast. And I appreciate you guys for dropping in. Um, somebody said, yo, JT, Falcon State, the franchise soon. Yeah, that's coming. It should be coming Friday. If Jimmy be gone, they upgrade. Rams going 11-13 wins. Seahawks 
Cardinals 11-10, Niners 9-13. Are you going to do a Rams State of Franchise? I just did a Rams State of Franchise. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. Uploaded it today. You think they win the division on the Colts? I think Tennessee wins the division as of now because the Colts don't really have a quarterback. But it really just depends. But I appreciate all you guys for tuning in to episode two of JT Sports Live. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell icon so you get notified every time I upload a new video.